Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, we'll hear a story about a beautiful Persian princess who loved no one, though many loved her. As more and more men perish trying to melt her icy heart, a prince sets out to end the danger. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Princesses collection. This is the story of the Mountain Princess, a story that comes from Persia. Once upon a time there was a king whose daughter was named Turindo. She was as beautiful as she was clever. But as she grew up, she studied the art of magic and became less and less human. People said that she was not an ordinary girl at all, but the child of the sun, moon, and stars. Turindo grew even more beautiful but her heart was like ice. She had the power to make men love her, but she had no love in her heart for any of them. Unfortunately, whoever looked at her, whether prince or peasant, became drunk with love for her. Suitors came from every land to gaze upon her and try to win her hand. When she refused to marry any of them, they would not go away. Soon the palace was filled with heroes and princes sighing with love. More and more, Turindo would stay in her study and look from the window towards a lofty mountain covered with snow. Like her, it stood alone. Like her, it was cold and single. She called for her father, who could refuse her nothing, and said to him, Dearest father, I must go from here. The many suitors who throng our halls are like bees around a hive. Belled for me a strong castle on that mountain, so that I can have some peace. The king was sorry that his daughter wanted to live far away from him, but he granted her request. A great castle with many towers was built for her, its turrets piercing the very clouds themselves. And so Turindo moved into her stronghold, with only her servants for company. People called her the Mountain Princess. Turindo was happy in her solitude. She could track the stars across the night sky and discover strange inventions and paint her pictures. To make sure that none of her suitors followed her to the fortress, she made soldiers out of iron and stone to be her watchmen. Whoever came up the mountain path would be killed by the magic swords which the watchmen held in their hands. Turindo also made an invisible gate. Satisfied that no one would come upon her unawares, Turindo took up her brushes and painted her own life-size portrait upon fine silk. It was almost more beautiful than the princess because it was painted with a magic brush. And in the corner she wrote, Prince or hero, to marry me, these four things must you achieve. Noble and beautiful you must be, through magic swords your way must cleave. Next you must find the hidden gate, answer my riddles or face your fate. Whoever fails will lose his life and never take me as his wife. Turindo ordered that this portrait be displayed in the main square of the town. Suitors came from all sides to gaze upon it. Some, suddenly maddened by love of the unattainable princess, set out immediately and were swiftly killed by the magic swords. The heads of those who died were set up over the city gate as a warning to the unwary. 
A prince, who had not heard about Turandot, rode into the town one day and was struck by the radiant face of the fairy princess on the image in the square. The prince felt the incurable pangs of love seize his heart, even as he shuddered with horror when he heard about the terrible fate of her former suitors. Concealing his passion, he began to think how he might win the princess. Before going to the mountain, he withdrew for a while to the wilderness. There he discovered a wise hermit living in a cave. He decided to ask the hermit for his advice. The hermit gazed into dark blue depths of the night sky. He prayed and watched the stars. Finally, he said to the prince, I can help you, but you must go to the princess with a pure heart within you. The prince said, I do not seek her for my own sake, but for the sakes of all who come to her mountain and find death. I vow to conquer the danger, or may my head also be impaled upon the gate. The hermit blessed him, and gave him careful instructions, saying, In token of your vow, put on these blood-red clothes, and go forth to the princess's castle without fear. The prince came to the mountain path, where the iron and stone watchmen stood with their sharp swords. As the hermit had told him, the prince dug a trench in the ground, and called upon the spirits of the earth. The spirits guided his steps, so that none of the magic swords hurt him. Now the prince reached the top of the mountain. The walls of the fortress rose on every side. As the hermit had told him, the prince took out a drum and struck it. Then he listened carefully to the echoes, and soon found the invisible gate. Turandot had been watching his progress in her magic mirror, which showed her whatever she wanted to see. As soon as he entered the fortress, she sent a message to the prince. "'You have been fortunate, adventurer. You have passed through the magic swords unharmed, and you have found the invisible gate. Go now to my father's palace, and meet me there in two days. Be prepared to answer the riddles I will set.' The prince returned to the town, where the people greeted him with joy. He went to the square, took down the portrait of Turandot, and gave it to his servants for safekeeping. Next he took down the skulls of the unhappy suitors and buried them outside the city walls. On the icy mountain, Turandot, who saw everything in her magic mirror, smiled. She began to wish that this prince might have the key to her mysterious riddles. Everyone came to the palace to see the princess set the prince her riddles. The king sat on his throne while Turandot stood behind a curtain where she could see but not be seen. The king began, Let the first riddle be set. Turandot took one of her earrings and broke off two matching pearls, saying to her servant, Give these to the prince. The prince looked at the pearls and asked for a pair of scales. He weighed them, adding three more pearls from his own purse, and returned all five to the princess. The people leaned forward to see what was going on. Turandot weighed the pearls, crushed them into dust with some sugar, and gave the mixture to the prince. He immediately asked for a glass of milk. Then he stirred the pearl dust into it and sent it back to the princess, who drank it. 
The people frowned and muttered, What did this mean? Then the princess took a brilliant diamond ring from her finger and gave it to the prince. He immediately put it on his own hand and sent her back a beautiful pearl. Turandot looked at the pearl. She found another of the same size and color on her necklace. She tied them together with thread and gave them to the prince. The people were baffled. Their mutterings grew louder and louder. What kind of riddle could this be? The prince couldn't see which one was which, so he tied them both to a blue glass marble from his pocket and sent it back to the princess. When Turandot saw the marble, she kissed it and tied it to her wrist. She came out from behind the curtain and said to the king, Father, please arrange our wedding right away. I have found a husband who is my equal in wisdom. The people began to shout and cry out in confusion. The king looked bewildered. But, my angel, I don't understand. What went on between you? Turando smiled. When I sent the prince the two pearls, I was saying to him, Your life is worth only two days. Make good use of them. By adding three more pearls, he said to me, Even if my life lasted five days, it would pass quickly. When I first mixed pearl dust and sugar together, I was saying to him, How can I tell true love from false love? By sending it back to me in a glass of milk, he was saying to me, One act of courage separates the true from the false. And so I drank to his brave deeds that come from a true heart. I sent him a ring to show that I consented to marry him. He sent me one great pearl, meaning, Just as you will never find a second ring like this, so you will never find me a wife who is my equal. Turndo smiled and said, But I found a great pearl like his in my necklace and sent it to him, meaning, I am that wife. And then he had to admit that no two people in the whole world were better suited. So he sent me the blue glass marble to say, We are equal under the blue skies of heaven. The king and the people sighed with content. The courage of the prince had melted the icy heart of Turando, so that she was their dear princess again. Turando was married to the brave prince, who forever afterwards wore red clothes in memory of that day. The people called him King Redcloak, and he and Turando reigned in perfect gentleness all the days of their lives. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.